0: Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, the leadership podcast for women. This is a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the leader of their life. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women that feature guest interviews, as well as solo episodes with Maya. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the My Opinion podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Now in Her Opinion, here's your host, Maya Roffler. Hi, guys. Welcome back to My Opinion,
1: and Happy New Year. I am so ecstatic to have this guest on. Her name is Dio, and she is the founder of Wisdom, my new favorite app, which I know some of you guys have heard me talking about and have actually interacted with me on, which is so cool for podcasters. So I want to bring her on. Dio. welcome to My Opinion. Hi, Maya, and thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you here and talk about wisdom, talk about your journey to wisdom, and talk about leadership. So tell us a little bit about your background to get started, Dayo.
2: Okay, perfect. So I am a woman in tech, and in terms of my background, uh, throughout my career, I've always been in technology. So my journey started where I chose to do uh, an undergrad degree in computer science. And then from there, I did a stint as an IT management consultant that was based in London. I worked primarily at Accenture and Deloitte within financial services. And there I worked on technology and financial transformation programs at banks, which I did for a number of years. After some time, I had the feeling that I wanted to do. I felt I could do more, and I wanted to create more. So as opposed to maybe working on projects that had already pre, you know, been predetermined and decided, I, I had this urge to strike out on my own. That was where I moved to, out to work on my first startup, which is called Africlick, and Africlick is a dating app, very specifically globally for people of African descent. So in essence, we provide like a safe and encouraging space uh, for a particular global community to connect and date. So I worked on that for a while. I then became drawn into the space of diversity in tech, because as I was transitioning from the corporate world into the startup world, I had an idea in my head that I was going to find more diversity in entrepreneurship than I would incorporate. but that was what I thought. And I was very surprised to find out that wasn't the case, even though entrepreneurship, I think, is supposed to be quite like accessible and a leveler. I wasn't meeting many female founders. I wasn't meeting many founders of colour. And that was where I became interested in the space of uh, inequity and diversity in tech. As a result of that, I found myself having a lead role on a program called One Tech. And One Tech to date is the UK's largest diversity in startups program. And it was during that program where in essence, we were working on the problem of saying London is a diverse city, but why is the profile of founders who are getting investment for their startups not diverse? So why is the diversity of the city not reflected in the diversity of people who were able to access funding. And one of the key findings that came out of the program was a lack of mentorship. So what we found was that women, for example, women do desire to start businesses and startups. Immigrants do. In essence, we found that all of these underrepresented groups, they have a desire to start businesses. But we found there were a number of blockers. And one of the key blockers was a lack of mentorship. So to maybe you know, take the case study, there might be an individual who decides I don't know, they want to do something in, in the food industry. But what we found is that unless you can access the right mentors within the food industry, people who have you know, several years of experience, people who have wisdom, in essence, we found that was a big uh, blocker. So that was where I sort of became hyper-focused on this notion of mentorship. And how a lack of access to mentorship is negatively impacting uh, a lot of individuals. Because I think, you know, in order to access mentorship, that comes down to networks, access, privilege. You know, if if there's somebody who's maybe in their early 20s and their parents are both professionals, those parents are going to know other professionals, right? Who You know, who they can connect them to. Some yes. people I you know was meeting on the program were saying that, well, nobody in my family, none of my neighbors, they weren't in the profession. they weren't in the profession I was interested in. It was harder for me to break in. So that then leads me on to the why for wisdom. But how about I pause? Because <laughs> you probably want to jump in now. I That's to... okay. That's okay. No, what a
1: beautiful, beautiful recap of your your journey. Um, sometimes I ask that question, Dio, and you know, it's a little choppy. So you just beautifully put that out there. Thank you so much. That's a great background. And I love how you put wisdom right in there, your inspiration. And I love how you talked about, you know, you just felt that itch and that urge to go out on your own. And I think that's really inspirational to everybody listening. And it's something that I felt too. And I talk about on this podcast a lot, you know, there's a point that you get to where you're like, okay, there's a time, you know, this is the time I want to go out on my own. And you just feel it, you know. It's just something within you, you know. Yeah. You get inspired, and so this I was so interested in learning about because I know you from Wisdom. So it was cool to find out about AfriClick and that whole initiative and and what you did there. And it's still going. You founded that in 2019, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, is that correct? Yes, that,
2: yes, absolutely.
1: So that's still going, but I know that's taken a little bit of a backseat because of Wisdom. So. I love the fact that I'm, I'm obviously going to plug here. I'm a top mentor on wisdom and that's how I met you and found you. And I love this aspect of giving mentorship in this one-on-one atmosphere and it's, you know, social audio. And I'm going to let you talk about it from here because you're obviously the creator.
2: So let's dive in. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, so as I was saying, uh, I became very fixated on lack of access to mentorship. What I found personally, and I also found this when I was working with uh, entrepreneurs as well, was that a lot of entrepreneurs had tried to hack LinkedIn for mentorship. They might go onto LinkedIn and find somebody who was high profile within the industry sector they were interested in and, and, and message them and say, hey, sometimes they would message, hey, I would like you to be my mentor or could I buy you a coffee five minutes? And they, they would DMs. And, and what we found was that uh, those DMs were often not responded to. And oftentimes high profile individuals on LinkedIn will have their inbox or their DMs, as, as you, you know, however you refer to it, uh, their inbox or their DMs will be full of these unsolicited requests. And LinkedIn doesn't provide a way to filter those requests for for quality. And a lot of people just end up ignoring if there's a message from somebody who who they don't recognize. Yeah, and, and what I found was that the messages that did get responded to were the ones that came via a warm introduction. So when there's a mutual contact, what I then feel is that that begins to look like the perpetuation of systemic inequity because it means that it's people who have access to the knowledge within their networks who are able to make that access, if that makes sense. So like if, uh, if there's somebody I need to speak to and we have a mutual friend, I can get a warm introduction. They're going to take the meeting because of that mutual friend. That person is within my network. But then what happens to the people who don't have that privilege and like that social capital and that access to networks Absolutely.
1: Um, this is a this is a major problem. And I love that you're defining the background in this, style because mentorship is the pain point. And so I love that this is your inspiration for this. And I actually one of my businesses is an event logistics business. And a couple of my clients are, you know, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial supporting clients. And so they're nonprofits, things like that. And that is our pain point too, is the connection getting the right mentors in front of the right people. And that's what really changed my trajectory of my life. I wouldn't have more than one business right now if I was not mentored. If I wasn't mentored in podcasting, if I wasn't mentored in event logistics, I would not be where I am today, but I had to fight to get that mentorship. And now in a world that is so connected, like LinkedIn, you're right. There's this influx of messages. There's this reaching out. It has to be warm. So how do we create that connection? Well, here comes Dio.
2: Yeah, wow, well, and, and I love hearing that from your story as well. I mean, you said you had to fight to get those connections. I did. There you go. And I, and I have no doubt. And sometimes you get knocked back and you have to get yourself together and go again. And so that brings to, because I mean, the, the founding mission of wisdom is to democratize access to mentorship. That's the founding mission. And or to put it another way, to democratize access to knowledge. And it's about saying we're using social audio to connect knowledge seekers to people who, you know, to mentors and to experts. And and in essence, like this unbundling of LinkedIn, opening up networks and bypassing this need for a quote unquote uh, warm sort of introduction. And, you know, and and that's telling the story of wisdom. You know, I think from the side of the, the knowledge seeker, but then from the side of the mentor or the expert, you know, I think the problem that we're solving there is I think a lot of people who are experts or mentors, a lot of them struggle to monetize what they know, to monetize their expertise. So yes. I find a lot of individuals, I don't know if it's the case with you, they'll spend a lot of time with the, can I pick your brain? And they Oh, Yes. That. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and people will be asking. And sometimes sometimes the questions are, are, are similar. And I found myself and particularly on the journey of working on the One Tech program and working on building Africlick, And I began to at times have a, some profile in, in media and, and people would reach out. Sometimes, you know, women re- would reach out. Sometimes young black women re- would reach out and say, oh, I'm interested in a career in tech but they would ask a really broad question. Like, I don't know, where do I start or how do I know it's for me? I found myself eventually when you become busy, I would send them a link and say, okay, listen to this podcast I did because you're going to find the answer there because it just became a case of, you you know, sort of needing to be efficient. So then bringing to the way wisdom works today, right? Where we're using social audio to, you know, connect knowledge seekers to mentors, you know, from the side of the mentor where wisdom comes in, Is uh, I think wisdom provides a great way for mentors to build their personal branding, um, you know, to influence and also to monetize their expertise, to, to, to monetize what they know.
1: I agree. I love this. I think this is so amazing. Yes. Have you thought about starting a podcast, but the only thing that's holding you back is finding that perfect co-host to launch that podcast with? We understand that challenge here at findacohost.com. And that's exactly why we launched our white glove service to help you find your perfect match at findacohost.com. Right now, we are in our beta mode and we're helping podcasters or future podcasters just like you find your perfect match. Visit us at findacohost.com and use our complimentary code VIP100 to test out our service right now and find your perfect match and start podcasting today. That's what I loved. You guys found me quite early. I think it was six months ago last summer when you were starting to reach out to people. You found me because I was a podcaster and I was asked to learn more about wisdom, what was coming. I was integrated into the community before the app ever even launched, which I thought was so cool. I love to be a part of things like that and i was really attracted to it because it would continue to give me a platform to brand myself to your point but also i could monetize but also keep all of this valuable information and these same questions like you were talking about dio that i get asked all the time in one place as i got to understand what wisdom was going to be as an application and then as you sent out the, the you know the beta testing and all of that so it's really wonderful on both sides and I think for you know mentors like myself it's great but I also enjoy joining the talks and being mentored because you have access to these incredible people but you know I think as these you know social you know audio apps come out like yours a lot of people ask questions about well how is it different from Clubhouse I think Clubhouse kind of set the tone for everybody but yes. in my opinion it's really different. It's very intimate. It gives you the opportunity to really get to know that individual both ways. And you get access, which I think is so important in what you've been talking about, to people you would not get access to normally. And you can get the mentoring that is so crucial to I mean, it's crucial to entrepreneurship, but anything you want to go into, like you said, you've had a lot of ladies reach out to you and say, how do I get into tech? Or you know, minorities reach out to you and they're fascinated by your story and they want to learn more. Of course they are. But now they can go on to wisdom and get that one-on-one attention. And you can set the tone on how long you want to spend. And I think that's fabulous. But you know, with that intention, I think that's really what sets the difference between like a clubhouse setting and this. I think it's much more elevated, but I want to hear from you what you think in your opinion, because you're the creator.
2: <laughs> Maya, you've said it so well. And I think that that's such an amazing, you've just given first of all, thank you. Cause you've given unprompted an amazing like testimonial from your perspective and you've hit onto, you've hit onto a lot of it. I think of course, I think Clubhouse being the first to launch have really sort of put this giant uh, footprint in the social audio space. And, and it's great now. And, and, and I think and it's such early days. I, I remind people that I think we are all pioneers now in the social audio space. I think yes. it doesn't feel like it because we've probably been here about a year. Yeah. But yeah. within the wider context of adoption of social audio we're super early, which I think in of itself as a creator presents an amazing opportunity. You know, let's think about the early cohort of like YouTubers and Instagrammers and, you know, how, how big their audience is now, partially because of, you know, starting so early. But I think to your point, yeah, I think coming back to wisdom in terms of the key features and of course, you know, the, the differentiators, I think, you know, I love that you mentioned a uh, community uh, earlier. Uh, wisdom, I think, is we're truly an audio community And I think because of the name Wisdom and because of our mission around democratizing access to mentoring, we have a community of wise, helpful people and just really kind people, a lot of them who have knowledge and have wisdom and and they want to give back. And I think people can feel that within the energy of wisdom. People feel safe on wisdom. You know, I have a lot of users who have said they've tried other social audio platforms, but, but they didn't feel Safe, maybe they were trolled or heckled or whatnot. But I do think there's there's an amazing intent that we've kind of set up with, and and of course with the amazing community of mentors such as yourself. And you know, I think that's one key differentiator. And then I think in terms of the, the functionality of wisdom, I say particularly with Clubhouse, I think it tends to be Clubhouse tends to be a many to many interaction. So you have multiple people on stage, interacting, and then you know the, the audience are listening. But on wisdom, well, mentors will, you know, a mentor will go live, they'll give a talk on a set topic to an audience of listeners, and then the listeners can queue up to ask the mentor questions, and the mentor can choose who they want to call up as a guest. And then as you've mentioned, we have the guest timer, which keeps the conversation moving. So for those who haven't tried wisdom, you know, who are listening in, it would mean, that say, for example, if I was live and giving, I would go on Wisdom Live, I would give a talk and I have a guest timer and I can set the duration of that timer. It could be anything from maybe three minutes all the way through to half an hour or maybe even an hour if you're having longer form conversations. But what it means is that for myself as a mentor, I can give away little chunks of my time. I, I tend to like 15 minutes on my timer. I do too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. And then it's like, you know, they come into the guest spot and the timer starts counting down. And don't you find that people become very respectful of time and efficient when they see the timer? So they'll give a bit of their background, but yes. they'll get to the point and they'll ask their question. I totally so they- do.
1: Yes. I, I find that too. And I found that 10 minutes was too short, just throwing a tip out there. So 15 is like the sweet spot that <laughs> you have to play around oh, yes. with it
2: yeah, yeah. I, literally i i couldn't i couldn't agree more yeah 15 let them uh, settle in and then what the, the timer does is it keeps the conversation moving it stops any particular individual from hogging the conversation and i find that the timer also removes sometimes the awkwardness of, of ending a conversation because oh time's up and then you know you move on to the next person and uh by and then on wisdom by default all of the talks are recorded. And, you know, as you mentioned, Maya, what it enables you to do as a content creator is build up a library of talks, like a library showing your expertise. And, and, and I actually, of course I'm biased, but I, I love the, the profiles on Wisdom and the layout because, you know, you could see there's a short bio, of course there's an image, but underneath that, there's a lot, li- I mean, I call it a library of talks. Because everyone, you, know, you can kind of build up your own library. A library of talks. That's what it looks like. Exactly. And then of course, you know, for people who are coming into wisdom to, to listen, there's two modalities around how wisdom can be used. So when you sign in, it will take you straight to the live. And, and that's the stack of live talks. Best example I can use is a Tinder stack. If anybody has had the experience of, uh, you know, dating on Tinder and yeah. you get the stack yeah. of people and you, you swipe through. That, that's the functionality of wisdom. But what you see is a stack of live conversations. And so you can swipe through and decide if you're going to jump into a conversation, participate, go live, do your own talk. And then we have the other side, which is the best of wisdom. And that is like our almost our audio library of the, the pre-recorded talks. And then um and then you know, I think another key aspect of wisdom as well, which I personally really like is when you go live to create a talk we you choose the topics up to two topics about what you're going to talk about. And what that means is I think it just it keeps our talks very purposeful, very focused. And then the the other aspect I think is a key differentiator as well is the mentor coin. And I don't know how I always like to ask people if they know Maya, if you happen to know how you're doing on your mentor coin. I always love to ask people. Yes, I do.
1: I, I had, it, it took me a little while to like figure it out because I was so early in the process, but now I feel it's so easy to keep track of because, you know, I've, I've been with you guys. I followed you <laughs> through the beta testing and all of that, but it's very easy to keep track of. I, I find it to be at least in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Okay. Mental coin, those listening in, That. That's a feature that we launched with, right? And that was because it was very important for me for wisdom to be creator first from day one. And MentorCoin is a virtual in-app currency that our creators, anyone that talks, earns MentorCoin in proportion to the amount of time that people spend listening to them. And what happens is that so the more people listen to you on wisdom, you build up the MentorCoin and you can exchange it for uh, a gift card, and that is redeemable at retailers like uh, Amazon and Starbucks. Or you can donate the cash equivalent to charities like the Clean Water Fund. So I think, you know, we find some of our wisdomers are, uh, you know, maybe they're they they're not so much motivated by the, you know, like the cash or they want to donate it to charity. But you know, so. The idea with the mental coin, in essence, is that you know, and I think it's it's not. I think like today, no one's going to get let's say rich off the mental coin, right? But <laughs> right, is, <laughs> unless you were running some, you know, tens of thousands of talks for like days and days. But no, I think um. But the the intention with mental coin is that I think it's a step in the right direction around ensuring that our creators feel seen and feel appreciated. Like we we see you on wisdom. We know you're creating content because I'm, what I really want to do is to democratize creator monetization, meaning making it that I think that monetization should be something every single creator can access. I love that. Yeah. Yeah not just creators with, let's say, half a million followers, because yes. I do okay. think that now with the giant social media platforms, so the Instagrams and the YouTubes, by and large, and I'm using half a million as a benchmark, but that's kind of the the follower count you need to be in before you, you know, begin to see some kind of money, you know, like some kind of, do you know what I mean? Like monetization, or even just an acknowledgement of of creation.
1: I agree to make a, to make a living as a creator, you do have to have that type of following. You're looking at a, a, you know, a six figure digit following for sure. I would agree with that Dio for sure. And I think just to, to talk about the mentor coin, I think just to your point, acknowledging that you're worth it as a creator, regardless of how many followers you have I think that is the beautiful part of the mentor coin with wisdom, right? You feel appreciated for what you're giving back. I think that was really attractive to all the top mentors that came on board with you right away.
2: No, I'm wonderful. I'm glad it struck the right chord. And of course, in the future, and a priority on our roadmap is building in features for creators to derive tangible revenue from wisdom and you know we don't know exactly what that's going to look like yet or well, we, we know but of course as you can imagine we have to keep some things confidential but in principle what it's going to look like is that for our verified top mentors because I, I should also add that our top mentors are people uh, like Maya that we've looked into their, their backgrounds <laughs> and they're verified because sometimes people have a question around or how how can I you know how would I know who to trust but they are, they are verified for, by ourselves and in many cases hand-selected. And so what we're moving towards with the future of wisdom will be an opportunity for our top mentors to monetize their advice uh, directly through the Wisdom app and through social audio. So I think the idea being there is, because I think what happens again on a lot of social platforms today you know, maybe you connect with someone on I don't know, Instagram or website, wherever it may be, you're then moving that lead into your funnel, maybe, you know, your website and your booking and your scheduling the session, you know, that, that there's a process to, to funnel them through. But what I want it to be is that, and, and it's interesting because I'm already, even though we haven't built in the monetization features, uh, I am, or we are already seeing uh, wisdomers who are business owners, like close deals through wisdom. Yes, and Yes, and, and what's happening, I think, is, I guess, because when you hear somebody speaking, speaking about what they do, what they're passionate about, you know, I think it, it, it's very convincing. But, you know, in essence, what we're moving towards is saying that somebody may be listening on wisdom and they're listening to somebody who has expertise that they need. Maybe you've listened to a few of their talks. They may then hop up as a guest you know, do some maybe 15 minute troubleshooting session. But then off the back of that, they're like, uh, well, I want to pay you now directly through to have like a dedicated session. Right. And, you know, and,
1: it, and what they- a wonderful way to do that because instead of getting on, you know, if say you're a coach or whatever you are, right? Instead of getting on all these one-off, you know, test calls or individual calls, you're on a platform doing this and other people can hear you and you can still have that one-on-one engagement. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm raising my hand over here, Dio, because I have done business actually already off your app. So yes, it works.
2: Oh yes. my gosh. Could you, talk, could you tell us a bit about that? You yeah, say, oh of course. Gosh, I so I, I'll pl-
1: I'm going to plug myself now again. Um, it's actually, yeah, it's one of my sponsorships on here. So I launched a website last year called findacohost.com and it helps people. It, we're in like pre-beta, like white glove service right now you know how this goes. You've launched more than one app. So you know how this goes. It's going to be an app one day, but it's a website right now. And we match podcasters with their perfect match. And we are in a data collection phase right now. So anybody who listens to my podcast can try it for free. We do have paying customers though. So those customers do take priority and we go out and actually find their matches for them. A lot of people will not podcast if they don't have the right co-host because... A lot of people don't like to do it alone. They want to co-host. So I have actually had paying customers through Wisdom because I've gone on and talked about my new business. Yeah. That is
2: an amazing testimonial. I I love it. There you go. I love it. So that's the thing. It's already happening and and we haven't yet even sort of built this uh, as a feature. And congratulations for you. That is so awesome.
1: Thank you. We're in baby mode, baby mode. So that's why I'm so inspired by you as well, Dio. But yeah, I mean, I'm proof that this is this is already happening. But I agree with you. I do think we are so to take it back just a little bit. We are so young in the social audio phase of everything, and it feels like an eternity, a year because of COVID, right? I mean, something I I'm so over talking about, but that's why. But I also think that's why it became so popular because you can listen and you can walk around your house and do chores. You can be in the car. You can, you know, I mean, you can take it everywhere with you. And it's why podcasting exploded even more during that time. And it's going to continue to move that way. And that's why I am also so drawn to wisdom because you have made it so attractive for podcasters because you can actually download the talks tell us a little more about that because i haven't used that feature as much yet and i'm excited to use it dio
2: yes and, and and that was actually a feature that and i'm i'm going to be honest here and say it wasn't my idea it came from feedback yeah. from yeah. Our, from probably from yourselves from our early from our early wisdom we wanted week. it yeah. yeah, and then and, and they spoke and we answered and that, that was something that we, we built in prior to the launch. So once you go live with a talk and as she said, as you know, our talks, every, every talk gets automatically recorded. And so once you you know hit stop and you finish recording, the user can download the file for that talk afterwards and they can repurpose that any which way they would choose. And, and, and that, was, that was a request from the early community. And because in essence, you know, people, they were saying, hey, this could be a really easy way for me to have guests on my podcast. So of course, I think, you know, podcasters are using various tools today to, you know, to StreamYard and, and Zoom and things like that to host guests. But they were like, hey, it could be really easy to do it this way. Or maybe what some other podcasters are doing is they are, they're recording their podcast as they would perhaps in the studio, but then they're recording a live segment, like maybe like a reaction segment on wisdom afterwards and getting people to drop into the guest spot and, and in essence, do this like really fun, more informal, spontaneous uh, reaction session afterwards, which I'm, you know, which I think is finding really interesting and a feature that we also have in the pipeline to, to drop very soon is also a high fidelity audio. So, and I, so, and I don't know the exact, the, the, the technicality on the, the quality of the audio, but in essence now it's going to be an option for people to increase the quality of their wisdom talks so it can be on par with what they would want for a podcast anyway. We
1: are just getting all the insights today, aren't we? Oh my God, that's exciting! I can't wait for that. That's awesome
2: yes and and so, um, you know, so in a way, giving people an opportunity to bypass perhaps you know some of the setup and the studio equipment, and yeah, just just making content creation more accessible. So I think you know that's a feature that we're very excited about, uh another feature that we've rolled out recently is reactions, because for me, that's something that I've, I've felt reactions have been missing from social audio. And what I mean by reactions is oftentimes, as you say with audio, it's very liberating because you can be walking around your house, maybe multitasking. A lot of the time you're listening, maybe there's some noise in the background and you hear something someone has said, but, and you want to react, but you know, maybe it's just that maybe there's a bit of noise. But in essence, now we, we have a range of uh, emoji reactions. So listeners can react to a talk, but without having to actually come up as a guest to speak. And those are actually being really fun to use. I think the community are liking them. I think it's also helpful for the content creators because they're getting feedback in real time about yes. you know, yes. how people are perceiving their, their content.
1: Yeah, that's been a great addition, Dio. Yeah. That's been really wonderful. So, well, I have loved talking to you about your whole story and wisdom. Obviously, I'm a fan. <laughs> so, if you can't tell, and it's been a wonderful experience. I'm excited for what it has what's to come with wisdom in 2022. And I want to ask you before we tell people where to find wisdom, how to get on it, and all that good stuff. I want to ask you one more question. What would your advice be, That's we always ask this, to all the wonderful women, and we have some guys that listen too, about leadership and how to really step into being the leader of your life? Because you have definitely done that several times. What's some advice you would give them?
2: I I love the question, and and I appreciate that the question is somewhat gendered as well, which is great because I think my response is somewhat uh, gendered as well. And I would advise women in terms of stepping into the leadership of your life is embrace imperfection. Things don't have to be perfect. The saying, don't let perfect be the enemy of complete. Push for completion over perfection. I find oftentimes, particularly as you know, gendering this, I, th- I, th- I think as women, oftentimes, even when we're being raised from when we're small, There's you know sometimes there's this push and this driver for you know for little girls to be think things should be perfect, but I think when it comes to sort of entrepreneurship and life and things like that, and this is this is work that I have to do constantly, but it's getting used to saying is 80% okay in this case is 90% okay. A lot of the time 100% isn't isn't needed. So yes, my message is to embrace imperfection. And don't worry too much about completeness. Oftentimes we may sit on ideas or delay projects because we think it's incomplete or we've created a very high bar mentally for what we think it needs to be. And we, yeah, we, we, sometimes it's okay to, yeah, don't push for perfection and just go for progress.
1: I absolutely love that advice. I think you're speaking directly towards me. I always say I'm a recovering perfectionist over here. So, that is a lesson that I had to learn and like you said beautifully as well, it's something I work on every single day. I can't tell you, I think a million and one projects have been delayed in my life because I wanted it to be so perfect, but that's not the point, right? It's to get it out there, to get your ideas out there and to to go forward. So, Oh, beautifully said, Dio. So tell us where to find Wisdom. How do we get on the app? How do I, if people
2: want to apply to be a mentor? How do they do all of that? These are perfect questions. So Wisdom is, we're currently in the Apple Store. So if you just go to the Apple Store and search for Wisdom, we will come up. If we don't, you know, maybe add in the word social audio, but you'll absolutely find us in the Apple Store. And if you are an Android user, Within the next few months, the next to four months, we will be on Android. So that's also a really exciting project that we have in train as well. And if you want to know more about your wisdom, our website is at wisdom.audio. And yes, you had correctly, dot audio. That that's our domain because we are audio first, we are audio only, we're very committed to the medium of audio. And we have a really great FAQ section where you can find information on if you want to apply to be a, a top mentor and what the process is.
1: Perfect. The FAQ section is, is great. I remember reading through that as well. So Dayo, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to a great 2022 with wisdom. And Thanks for being on My Opinion.
2: Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for having me and um, I know we're going to talk on wisdom soon, you on wisdom. Yes.
1: So stay tuned guys for that. Thanks again. And thank you guys so much for listening to my opinion and we'll see you back here next week.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the my opinion podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the my opinion podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the my opinion blog And contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.